Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeardelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the Internet's Most Relieved Podcast. (laughs) I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser, as usual. And if you haven't heard the news, it's a big week in the CFL, as of course... The Riders signed linebacker Dion Lacey. That's right. Huge signing for the Riders. Great move. I love it. Uh, And it seems like for much as we've been doing the past two years, we have to base an entire show around one tidbit of CFL information. Oh, wait. No, we don't. We really don't. For For once. For once. The day that CFL fans have been waiting for for basically a year and a half, maybe longer, it's finally here. Yes. The 2021 CFL season is officially on the horizon. We can't afford got- to actually pay for whoever makes those sounds. So we just- That's fair. I, I, I've got like, I, I think I got like <laughs> kids toys down here I could like use, but that would involve me moving away from this massive cup of vodka. The internet sucker to be into drinking. Yeah, that that probably would end well, not end well on, on numerous fronts. But yes, of course, if you've been living under a rock and you listen to this podcast, um, the CFL is finally coming back. August 5th, the season will kick off, and uh, it's been a long time coming, and I, th- I think it's safe to say the decision the league had to make, so of course we're going to get into that in a little bit. We're also going to get into some comments by Craig Dickinson and just... You know, maybe a little bit of message he's sending to his team to make sure that uh, everyone hits the ground running in a few weeks when training camp opens here, which yeah. sounds weird this, to say. This is this is this is still weird. Like <laughs> you teeing up like actual football content, not like, hey, we're going to like make John ask answer a whole bunch of questions. He's totally not prepared for. Uh, we'll also work on a couple Rube references and hopefully nobody listens and gets John fired. Yeah, and I mean that's well. We're just gonna make this promise to you now. That stuff's not gonna go away. Oh no, um, we have we have found our niche <laughs> and we have leaned into it, and it was it is much more on brand for Joel and I to embrace the dumb and just be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're thinking that we're gonna switch to serious football analysis after the season's back, <laughs> my friend and listener, don't worry, the chaos continues. Yes, we will still continue to always take things very not seriously, just like that poor sentence um, on this podcast going forward. Anything dumb that happens during the games and the seasons, of course, uh, we are going to discuss. And anything else that may come come up in life that may catch our attention as well. Like, um, if you happen to catch last week tonight with John Oliver, 
There was a segment I could not wait to talk about with Mr. One John Fraser. And if you caught the episode, you would know exactly which segment I'm talking about. It was at the end of the episode after a very important um, segment on how hot prisons are in the United States. Yeah, eye-opening, actually. In in all seriousness, that was like, yeah. 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 But then to the silly. But then uh, to the silly, yes. There was uh, (laughs) local car commercials. Especially the ones in the States are particularly um, crazy, usually, compared to at least the ones up in Canada, at least the, some of the ones that I've seen. Right, right. And it was a little disheartening to learn that all these incredibly, incredible dumb commercials seem to be just be coming out of basically a cheesy ad factory in the United States somewhere. Surprisingly out of Florida, if you can believe it. Yeah, believe it or not. But, <laughs> like, I, I, if, if you haven't seen it, like, do, like... Even if you're not a fan of John Oliver, I think you need to go find it on YouTube, skip to the end of the episode, or it's on demand. If you have HBO, it's on demand, or you have Crave or whatever. Um, or, honestly, if you want, it is so good, just slide into my DMs, and I'll give you my Shaw Direct password, and you can, like, log in and watch it. It is that good, uh, oh. these local car commercials. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, there's some real classics on there, such as men dressed in pickles saying, I'm in a pickle. If I don't sell a car, my heart's gonna explode. And there's about a dozen of them. Yes! <laughs> Like, there are men in pickle commercials trying to sell cars by saying their heart's going to explode. Now, I like to stay above the board while doing my real job, but I think I might be missing opportunities here. Mm-hmm. You better finance with us or my heart's going to explode and I'll die in front of you. You'll leave my two children an orphan. Now buy this warranty. Think that would work? Probably not. No, no, it, 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 I don't think it would. That, no. it, it was a dumb idea the minute it left my mouth. <laughs> but well, but the, the, the best part of the segment was at the very end, uh, John Oliver presented a mystery script for any yes! local car dealership that wished to picked it up. And so before I went to bed on Sunday night, I, or Monday, when did I watch it? Whenever I watched it. Monday. I watched you it watched on Monday. It li- you, uh, no, no, it's you live, on sun- it live on Sunday. No, I didn't. Because you texted uh, we... me and, and, and I said, I can't wait till it's on demand. I didn't I watch it live. It we had a PVR. I think I texted you on Monday about it. Regardless. Yes. Um, I was like, ENDS needs to get this commercial. And right. by that time, it was obviously too late because everything John Oliver does like that takes like seconds for someone to jump on it, I'm sure. so. Right, right. And I really think that ENDS, my real employers, we could have been all over it, but there was one major roadblock. Mm-hmm. Our ultra-talented, charming, handsome marketing guy, Justin was in something called CPR training. He was taking a first aid course to make sure we're all safe at work and not dying. Nerd. You know, like a nerd would, rather than being available at all hours for the day for me to frantically phone him and say, we need to get hooked up with this John Oliver commercial. I'll act in it. I don't care what I have to do. I'll play every role. <laughs> so really, we could have been North American, if not world famous, but Justin had to make sure he was saving lives and doing his job properly and being really good at what he does. Ugh. 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 Stupid overachievers. People that are good at what they do. I wouldn't know what that's like. Neither would I. <laughs> you know what? And the worst part is, he's a handsome guy, too. Like, he's got, like, all his hair. He's in shape. He's good-looking. There's a lot of vodka in this cup. There sure is. I saw you, you you teased on Twitter how many shots there was in there. and uh, Oh, yeah, that's a big shot glass, too. 
I thought there were more replies to your tweet than that. If you missed it, John um, put out a tweet saying that he, if someone replied to this tweet, he would have a drink before we recorded this podcast, which, I mean, he's going to do anyway. But that, that That's fair. It was like more <laughs> my justification. Like, I try to not drink until the kids are in bed, and I'm sitting there, and it had been a long day at work, and didn't get home till about 7.30. I'm like, huh, I go for a vodka pink lemonade. Here, I'll make it part of the shtick for the show tonight. And then that somehow got twisted, thanks to my good friend Matt Morrison, into apparently I was going to have a drink for every single reply to the tweet and by my count there was like seven or eight don't ask yeah. me i don't do, i don't do math as soon as i leave i mean ends. i mean you can just look at the tweet and there's like a the little button that shows how many replies there are there's just the number there right <laughs> right could have done that let's see but there's replies upon replies like sub replies oh it was eight replies yeah there you go huh. see so I guess I was quite accurate in what I poured myself with my uh, one and a bit ounce or two ounce shot glass there. So that's six. I had one before I started, and I have another beer to get going here later on in the podcast. So as uh, Laura Stewart says, uh, she thinks she's looking forward to some rants tonight. I don't know if there's uh, anything to rant about. No, and I'm a very affectionate drunk. Like, like I'm I. I I would say I'm affectionate, loud, and like a little bit of a genius. Because how genius was my move when we curled in the Saskatoon men's spiel to get our Uber and our pizza delivery about five minutes apart, timed it perfectly. I feel like that is a brilliant side of me that goes underutilized. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, we all have talents, I guess. That's yours. That's right. Ordering, uh, curling while hammered. Uh, well, I don't know if that's a talent, but that's you know what? No, I, I think the fact that I could do it with only like the worst thing that happened the whole bond spiel while I was drunk was I lost my broom because I kicked out really fast. Mm-hmm. A little broom losing speed, you know. I, I, I think that's that takes talent right there. If I'm gonna pat myself on the back for anything, but I think we annoyed uh, a really good team we played against too, which is always fun. That's true. They that's, creamed us, but is... they we still annoyed them. So really. I know, it really was. They're like, ugh, look at these guys here for a good time. Ugh. At a men's bond spiel. Ugh. Well, they smell like the night before. Ugh. I really can't wait for January in a way so we can finally have news stories instead of telling the same ones from like three or two years ago. I know, but hey, it shows. That was a great weekend, though. It was. It was, but it's... uh... Okay, or or how about because uh, we're all on the verge of getting second doses, and you had mm. mentioned that you and your your very lovely wife were going to come up and come to the city for a bit, and we could all hang out and have a good time. Uh, let's do something stupid. I mean, I thought that was a given, probably. No, that's fair. That's 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 fair. We should um, we should try like lawn bowling or. <laughs> Or maybe an escape room. I feel like an escape room. Like we'll dump the we'll dump my kids at at their grandma and grandpa's. Lacey will be pregnant, so she can drive us, and probably largely be the brains of the operation. While me, you, and Jenny just you know have some beers. So maybe we should do something like that. I feel like that would lead to stories. Maybe. Maybe. Or a scrap. Yeah, who knows? That's either way. It'll be a social experiment, isn't that what those YouTubers call it these days? Maybe I don't know. I'm 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 not in this whole watching YouTubers thing like everyone else is these days. That's that's fair. I'm too busy with the stock market myself as well. Yes, of course, the stock market where you will 
one day be a gazillionaire or something you keep telling me that's i i i, I tell you i'm gonna own a uh, lacrosse team and maybe a cfl team yeah we might we might get into that in a little bit but of course uh yeah the cfl season is coming august 5th and we're gonna get into that and a whole lot more but as usual before we get into all that even though john kind of gave it away um what's in the glass this week or perhaps what's in the glass next john well in right now a shitload of vodka uh, up next is the Pile of Bones Cosmic Celebration IPA. Uh, and I do have to say, I tried one of these. Uh, mm. and, and I know you are now a, a man working in a liquor store again at, at Sobey's Liquor. So I don't know if it's off-brand hyping up your competition. but I don't care. He, here in, <laughs> that's why I love it. See, the difference between you and me, if you were going on about how great your two Honda cars are, which they are, by the way, um, if you kept going on about that, I'd be like, hey, stop it. This is a Toyota podcast. I mean, you sold them to me, so it's your own fault. That's 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 fair. <laughs> that is my fault. Um, in a long roundabout way, uh, the uh, the co-op liquor stores here in Saskatoon, and I believe in Regina as well, are now doing. There are none down here. What? There's no co-op liquor stores in Regina. No. Okay, I'll trade you the co-op liquor stores we have here for the Costco liquor store you have down there. No deal. Oh, crap. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Up here, if you're in Saskatoon at the co-op liquor store, they now sell, like, good Saskatchewan craft beers by the can. So you can, like, make your own six-pack. It's a little more expensive, but it gives you an opportunity to try some things that maybe you weren't feeling a four-pack of. Like myself, uh, I tried Pile of Bones, Hibiscus Lime Ghosts. Loved it. Wasn't sure if I would. Wasn't sure if I'd do a whole four-pack. I would now. Cosmic Celebration IPA. Grabbed myself a couple of those. Tried one the other night. Uh, And same thing. If you like your IPAs without the fruity kind of taste to them, uh, the citrusy taste, it's a great IPA. A friend of mine highly recommended it, and I highly recommend it to our listeners as well. Um, But it's nice. You can actually go and try several different things. Adds a buck or two to your overall cost, but uh, I'd say well worth it. And I'm going to go back to drinking this large cup of vodka now in my face. Yeah, there are some stores around the province that that do that. Um, I know Rebellion as well, like right on site, does that with a number of their beers now. There you can do that on at the brewery. So, uh, yeah, it's hit and miss where you can find kind of thing, but I do like those programs. Uh, For me, I'm going off the board, I guess, a little bit compared to what uh, we've normally had on this program. I have with me the Multinationals Hop Casserole 8. Oh! So if you don't know, Hop Casserole is basically, it's a series of beers they've had over the years where basically they just throw a shitload of hops into a beer. Hmm. So what this is, it's a pale ale with the following. Amarillo, Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic, Sabro, Simcoe, Strata, and Summit Hops. It's a lot of hops. It is kind of ambered amber colored with a lot of hops in it so naturally it's quite hoppy but it's well balanced it's not like oh there's not like anything that really powers through in right. any sort of really strong way that's maybe bad like remember like the, you when you i know for me at least and i think a lot of other people when you first get into ipas especially if you try maybe you know most of the, a lot of the ipas a lot of people maybe start and try with at first are like the ipas that come from those faux brands from the large breweries right um, and they tend to be quite piney. At least they used to be back in the day, probably when we started drinking IPAs. Right. So everyone got it. You, I remember some friends of mine at first when I loved IPAs at first. And they're like, oh my God, how do you drink this? It's so piney. I'm like, I don't know. You get used to it and you like it. 
Um, it ends up being very good. Yeah. So yeah, there's like you used to have that overdominant flavor of something that maybe a lot of people don't like, and I don't think that really sticks out, despite the number of hops that are in this. Um, it's still just a nice, well balanced beer that's uh, pretty good to drink. So it's almost like the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns has all the germs trying to come through the tiny little door, mm-hmm. and none of them can make it through, and none of them can kill him. So all those hops are trying to come through the tiny little door that is your 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 face, and none of them like overpower and try to kill you. Yes, and I mean it's this would be a fascinating beer to you know watch them kind of formulate it, to use how to you know kind of build it and how it's going to work because balancing that many hops together can't be easy. I no. would imagine so. Cer- certainly not to make it into something that, that tastes real good. And as a fan of hoppy beers myself, uh, that's one I'm uh, gonna have to gonna have to give a go, as the kids these days might say. Yeah, you might have difficulty finding up there. I saw on Beer Lovers of Saskatchewan recently that it sounds like Malty might not be delivering to Saskatoon right now for some reason. That's 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 terrible. However. I'm also going to be on a quest on Monday uh, that, uh, being as I'm eligible for my second dose, I feel like I might end up in Regina if your drive throughs or walk-ins are open. So mm-hmm. I'll have to grab some, come see your <laughs> dick, and uh, head back home. Some more people who will be heading back home soon oh, will be yes! CFL players. They'll be heading yes! back to their home away from home, I guess you could say, as uh, the season is starting August 5th, finally. Um, We kind of hit on this a couple weeks ago when we recorded last. We thought there would be... It felt positive. Things were headed in a positive direction that the CFL was finally going to play football this year. Uh, Vaccination rates across the country have been going fairly well. Um, You know, we're starting to see fans at Habs games. There was some at the Jets games for the last little bit that they survived there. And, you know, so there was positive signs that this was coming. And so I don't think there was any surprise when push came to shove. The Board of Governors ultimately voted yes, and apparently voted yes unanimously, which is good. We'll always, we'll always be left wondering if the Toronto Argonauts and Montreal Alouettes were really wanted to vote yes, but they were pretty much up against the wall at that point, and there was no reason to vote any other way, because if you voted no, you'd just be pissing off the fan base at this point. Right. So I think they pretty much had to vote yes. But the interesting thing to me really leading up to that vote by the Board of Governors wasn't so much the vote by the Board of Governors itself. It was the week before, and it was a nice little power move by the players to come out and say, we're good. You? Yeah, I loved that. Because so often in things like this, the players don't really have any leverage. But Mm -hmm. for them to jump ahead and be like, yeah, we see you. We feel you. We know what's going on. We're uh, we're on board. I I absolutely loved it because because I think to me, Joel, that was the moment you knew there'd be a CFL season. Mm-hmm. That the players coming out, a you knew they were on board, and b you also knew that the only way the board of governors could have potentially delayed this further or shot down a season is if they had a scapegoat, mm-hmm. and they could have scapegoated the players, but the players did not give them that chance, which was awesome. No, and it was uh, Justin Dunk on the site wrote basically um, it was either the day before or the day of the vote um, that the Board of Governors are basically out of options at this point. That if the season wasn't going to start on August 5th, and it was, I believe, Farhan Lalji or someone else recently, I believe it was Farhan, said um, 
the vote on Mon- on the vote for whether they're going to play or not wasn't so much whether they're going to play or not. It was more were they going to start August fifth or were they going to start Labor Day, right? And it's, the decision obviously at that point was well, I guess he might as well just start August fifth. But regardless, I don't even think a delay would have been in the league's best interest at this point. Um, things are trending in the right direction everywhere. I mean, there's already, and Josh Smith wrote the great piece about the optics, and I know, like, the CEBL and the CPL are run a little differently than the CFL in terms of revenue and all that sorts of stuff, and just the overall money involved is, you know, different, so it doesn't necessarily translate apples to oranges, but regardless, the, just the optics of both of those leagues, who did have some sort of a season last year, granted, you know, bubbles and smaller and that whole thing, they were still going to get back. They're still getting back onto playing service. CPL camps are happening right now. CEBL camps are right around the corner. Both those leagues are about to start. There was yep. no excuse at that point for the CFL to say, oh, I don't know. well, if these smaller leagues in Canada can go, why can't you? And, yeah, well, and, and Dunk wrote the piece then, which was basically at this time around, you know, last year they blamed the government. I think earlier in the year, they're trying to set up the players for take the blame. There was no one left for the board of governors to blame at this point if they'd either delayed the season or didn't start the season at all. It was all in their court, and they could not afford to take that loss this time. Well, that's exactly it. And back to the CEBL, I know I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who is involved with that league, and they are planning, as the Saskatchewan government is planning on lifting restrictions sometime in July, Mm -hmm. they're planning on being the first ones to the table to go, Come watch our games, buy our tickets, which is really cool. And and it could and like you said, Joel, the optics of you know pro basketball and pro soccer being running and the CFL going, eh, we're gonna wait and see. Would have been real bad. So I'm I'm glad that the players made this move, forced the owners' hands. There was no BS. There was no wondering. There was no fear. And now we can all start the terrible hashtag. Is it August yet? <laughs> Watch is gone, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We we, we, we all heard the click. It wasn't subtle. Mm. <laughs> well, that's good IPA. Yeah, and so for me, so now we actually get to talk a little bit of football. Which yes! Is, which is fun and interesting and kind of scary all at the same time. It feels a little weird. Mm. Like, it... it, it, it We've gone concept. so long making up stuff on this podcast, and now there's, like, news and probably consistently going to be news and starting in the next few weeks is a little daunting to be honest with you yeah 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 like like (laughs) i'm all for embracing the dumb but the thing i do like like i genuinely do you know soft soft drunk text incoming here um i genuinely do love recording with you and hanging out with you and albeit you know we've been doing the virtual thing longer than most people have Mm -hmm. just through the podcast and everything but it makes my day that you know we've we've got news to talk about and we can get back on a regular record schedule and we can do this often because it, it honestly it makes me happy to spend this time bullshit with you so uh there you go there's the super soft segment so everybody that's like oh, God, <laughs> drink a bunch of vodka and rant no he's just gonna get super soft with joel so see ya, everyone <laughs> <laughs> uh, i almost spit up my drink there but yeah so we're looking at a 14 game regular season and this really has me thinking right now, mm-hmm. which is always dangerous. I'm sure yeah. if you were in the room right now, you could smell the wood burning. <laughs> but it's good. One of us needs to think. Because <laughs> tonight I'm just drinking and my brain is fried from work. So it's a good thing that you handle the thinking department as always, Gas. That's usually the case. Yep. Um, 
what's interesting to me is I'm intrigued by the season like no other. Not because, not even because there wasn't any football last year. I mean, it's part of it. And yes, of course, we've we've all missed watching the CFL to some different degrees. Right. Um. To me, this has the potential for a variety of reasons to be maybe the best season, at least in recent CFL history, if not maybe ever. Yes. And and one of those reasons being, and you and I love chaos, Mm -hmm. the chaos of guys that haven't played football in two years that are professional-level athletes getting back on the field making a few mistakes, making things great. Like, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. And if, and if you look at the NFL as a precedent, last year was the highest scoring NFL season ever. And there was a lot of really good football in the NFL last year. Hmm. And that was w- largely without fans in the stands. And, you know, I always say that the NFL may have the better athlete, but to me, the CFL is the better game. So... Take all the situations that made last year's NFL season just so good. And now all of a sudden it's coming to the CFL and there's going to be fans and it's just, it's going to be chaos. No preseason. Every game has extra meaning as a schedule is cut down. And a great point, I think it was our friend Jamie Nye in the green zone talked about these guys have had two years to rest their bodies. Yeah. Most of these guys have been playing contact football most of the year, probably dating back to the time they were 13 or 14. And you never really recover. You know, you've always got something nagging, something bruised, something that's been bothering you. But for a lot of these guys now, they're going to be the healthiest they've been. They're going to be the fastest they've been, as long as they've, you know, stayed in shape and worked out, which... We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Absolutely. But for the sounds of it, guys have made effort to do those things. Hmm. Combine that with with new players and no preseason. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be magical. And of course, to top it all off, the Blue Bombers are defending Great Cup champions. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. right? Of course I did. Well, at least you can't watch it anymore because your PBR finally deleted it. I know. That's what, before we recorded, this is usually what I watch when we were, every single episode we've recorded, since the pandemic began, I'm usually watching the Bombers winning the Grey Cup on PVR. My PVR has eaten it, and I'm a little disappointed, but it's like, eh, it's going to be football in like six weeks. I'm okay with this now. Yeah, and I, I think you touched on all the key points there, because I think the dumbness and the chaos of at least the start of the season is going to be like nothing we've ever seen before. It's always a little there at the start of the CFL because of the shorter preseason than we've seen in the NFL. Right. Um, I think part of what you're seeing in the NFL is just part of the overall trend, but certainly the lack of preseason and everything kind of bumped that up a lot in the NFL last year. There's no question about that. So it certainly has potential to just be chaotic and off the rails. And, you know, I think realistically, I think we can sit here and we probably will as the season approaches and we learn more about these teams you know, we'll, you know, we'll all try to make predictions and there'll be thoughts. And I, I still think probably the general consensus will be Hamilton on top and Ottawa on the bottom. And then just, you know, a mishmash of everyone else in the middle. Because I, I think that's probably a fair way of looking at it. But realistically, no one's going to have a damn clue. No. I, and that, I, I, and I, I think for the first time, you know, we've always talked about how the West is wild and we never really know what's going to happen. But I think, you know, like legitimately... 
because of how long it's been and we don't know how players are going to react from all this time off for some players it'll be great for some players it'll be bad for some coaching staffs it'll be good for some coaching staffs it'll be bad but we just really have no idea how it's actually going to unfold and that's going to be the greatest part of all this on top of the craziness and the dumbness and just just the hilarity that's going to happen from time to time for guys not playing for two years and i just i am just absolutely jacked for that part and i cannot wait yes yes i think this year because the predictions are going to be so random Mm -hmm. we need to like i don't know if we do picks on a weekly basis or something but we need to do something where it's like you and me with our wrinkly brains against like a coin or like a, a wheel or something because I feel like the wheel or the coin will grossly outperform us. Oh, probably for sure. But as a degenerate sports gambler, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this because I feel like there's going to be some chances to win some money early in the season. Oh, probably. And there's going to be chances to lose some money too, for sure. Yeah, that just comes with the territory. Yeah, and maybe we should throw a curler into the mix too there. Yeah. Oh, on hint, to hint. some nudge, nudge. Hint, hint, something we're working on. Stay tuned, yes. Yes. Believe it or not, we do have plans for these podcasts. Yes, occasionally we do have ideas for stuff we actually want to execute on this thing. That's right, and and they take, like, years to develop, but they are going to be a thing. (laughs) And it's going to be rock-solid gas. (laughs) I'm going to drink now. Okay. Uh, While you do that, I'm going to read to you what Craig Dickinson said today on thursday as we recorded this on our sort of usual day i think this is the day we've recorded probably the most recently yeah it's it's depending kind of on my late shift it's either wednesday or thursday but do i have to drink the whole time you're reading this i mean it's a pretty long quote but no you don't have to unless you want to then you can but i'm not i don't want to i don't there's there's a lot of alcohol in my body right now Mm -hmm. so craig dickinson uh via zoom met with uh reporters today thursday and he had some interesting words that seemed to catch the eyes of some, catch the eyes of many. And I think there's a few ways to interpret what he said. And I'm going to read what he said, in case you haven't read it yet or heard it yet. Yep. And I quote, You're going to see some surprise cuts, I believe, this year in the CFL, just because there will be guys that have worked hard and trained these past two years, and then there will be guys that didn't do as much as they should have, and it's going to show really fast. I do believe we'll have some guys that show up that didn't do what they needed to do in the offseason. Does that make me nervous? No, because what's going to happen is a good young player is going to beat them out. That's just the way it is. Training camp is very competitive this year. It's going to be more competitive than ever. This is going to be one of those years where if you come in out of shape, you come in not tuned into your playbook and not ready to go, you're not going to last. Hmm. I I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's his way of basically saying that you've basically got a month now if you've just been sitting on the couch eating potato chips getting fat like so many of us have during COVID. Um, I For the record, I don't believe many players have gone that far. If any. I would absolutely agree. <laughs> I, think, I think there might be there, a... There's vet. a very difference between being like, you know being completely out of shape and just not being in great football shape. Like it, there's a very big difference there to be clear. Right. And and the thing I, th- I, I think reading into that a little bit too, and what he says is I think 
Coach Dickinson wants his guys to be prepared with their playbook. He wants to be, them to be mentally prepared. Like, you know what? Yeah, okay. He says if you show up out of shape physically or, or mentally not knowing your playbook, right? So, And, and I mean, that's, that's uh, to be fair, of course, entirely true. Every year, it's not usually this long of a layoff, right? Right, it, right. And, and there are going to be – but – I don't know. I, I think there are going to be your young guys that, that are, are, are in shape and feeling great and, and ready to go, but they still haven't been through a long CFL season before. You know, these nope. veteran guys, like we said, you've had so much time to rest. Let's face it. A veteran professional athlete could have basically taken the first year of COVID and just sat on their butt if they wanted to, and then spent another year getting back into shape. Right. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's happened. I think guys have stayed prepared. Guys have stayed mentally prepared. It's just, it's a nice way for Dickinson to say, okay, everybody, be ready. This is how I'm running my camp. Yeah, I, I think ultimately what's happening here is Dickinson is, yeah, he's sending a message out to his team through the media saying, be ready. This is not going to be, you know, we're not, we, we need to hit the ground running, essentially is what he's saying here. Because right. as we know, there's going to be no preseason, and there's you know, there's lots of different things. There's only going to be 100 players there. That's including the non-counters. So there's you know everything's kind of compressed down a little bit in terms of the roster as well. So yeah, competition's going to be tight. There's going to be two draft classes there. It's yes. going to be one of the more interesting camps we've ever seen as well. So he's telling everybody, basically everybody except Cody Fajardo, you better be ready for this. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. Um some players have kind of, well, at least Derek Dennis seems to have taken it one way, which I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what he said. He like mm. he basically, to paraphrase what D Dennis tweeted, was that you know it's been a tough couple couple years for some guys. You know, gyms have been closed in some places. They've had to take jobs to you know support their families right. and maybe even have the time to do that. Understandable, completely understandable. I don't think Dickinson is necessarily you know saying guys that shouldn't have done that and that was wrong to do that and you should have been focusing on your football career at that point. No, absolutely not. But at the same time, football don't care. If you're not no. if you're gonna if you're gonna get beat out, you're gonna get beat out. Sorry, that's just the name of the game. Right. And and I don't think there's <clears throat> there's many guys in the CFL Joel that weren't all in that same position that yeah. had to take some work of some capacity to go out and during the pandemic right like yeah like guys had to find jobs and and they still balance it with getting in shape and like i'll use um you know i i, I follow sean white on twitter you know at edmonton kicker he's great follow on twitter he's got dogs which is basically like all i go to you know twitter and instagram for these days so uh he's been working his full-time job with like like a rescue company but still like sending out notices like Hey, where in Grand Prairie can I go kick some footballs and stuff? So I think everybody's kind of in that same boat and everybody's found ways to adapt. And you're right. Dickinson is definitely not saying that that was a bad thing, but you're right, Joel. Football doesn't care. If some guys had the luxury of being able to, you know, move into mom and dad's basement and work out constantly for the past two years compared to guys with families and kids that had to find another job, if they get beat out in training camp, that's going to be it because, again, football doesn't care. Your contracts aren't guaranteed, and we are going to see people cut for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, as it stands right now, um, apparently the Riders at about 114 players, including non-counters, expected to camp. They're only allowed 100, so they got to drop 14 already. Um, some retirements are apparently coming. 
not to be, you know, that's not unexpected. That generally always happens leading into camps. Right. Like guys have changed thoughts and all that kind of thing, and that's fine. Um, so I, I think this is a great comment by Coach Dickinson, and it's just, a, you know, it's, it's just another smart little thing he's done since he's taken over as the coach of this team. And I think it shows that, you know, he's kind of got his head in the right place as well after, you know, he, he's he's only had one year of this. So I'm sure he's been right. itching to finally get out there and, you know, prove that his one year as a head coach of this team that led them to first place in the West wasn't a fluke. So you can right. see that he's in the right headspace ready to go as well. And I would say, at least from what I've seen on social media, Mm-hmm. It looks like a good chunk of the riders have been in the same headspace, like a very positive headspace, you know, lots of guys, uh, you know, working out together. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. Um, didn't you probably, Cody F- probably. <laughs> didn't Fajardo get together with a couple of receivers and chuck the ball around a couple times? Yeah, I believe I saw that. Right. I was trying to remember, but yeah. again, our fans made sure that I had a couple of vodkas tonight. Um, like little things like that, like little things like that are going to go a long way. Just a little extra familiarity because we got to remember Cody's only been the starting quarterback of this team for a year. Right. So essentially we yeah. all, we all love him. We all love, you know, corn dog, Jesus flakes. And <clears throat> he's one of two active CFL players, or I guess the only active CFL player and one potentially active CFL player that we've both agreed we'd have on this podcast in a heartbeat. So we're cheering for the guy. And it's good to see that him and the other riders are definitely, you know, in the same kind of mindset. Like, let's get together. Let's chuck the ball around. Let's make it happen. And, you know, it seems to be showing some early signs of goodness. But it's one thing to chuck a chuck a ball around in a, in a field. It's another thing to go at full speed in the most chaotic season ever. Absolutely. And uh, it does see appear to be one thing the riders are going to try and do to get ready for this season uh, with the lack of preseason games, uh, Jeremy O'Day hinted at it in his new availability this week, where um, they're going to try and work out, you know, a controlled practice with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, which, which we a... which we've seen NFL teams do every year forever. Um, it's not yeah. a new idea, but you know, generally it hasn't happened so much in the CFL. Probably partly out of paranoia, partly just out of it wasn't really required because of right. how long you know you got like a month of camp before you get into you know pre you got two weeks of camp before you get into preseason games, and it just you don't need to add that extra little bit on top of that because they have their... But anyway, so this year, right. without preseason games, you know, it, it makes sense to go down this route just because I think you do want to give your players the chance to experience going up against someone that isn't their own teammate. Because you ask every guy during training camp, yep. the absolute most important thing and the most, you know, the best day of the year for them Outside of probably day one, it's probably just getting there and, you know, being back with the teammates and all that stuff is probably amazing. But after that, the absolute best day for them pre, like, playoffs, basically, is that first preseason game because they finally get to go out and play against someone that isn't their teammate that they've been playing against for the last, like, three weeks. Right. You and I have done countless training camp interviews, and that's the number one thing that these guys say ahead of the first preseason game. Now, uh, it is a common practice, especially here in Saskatchewan, to do these joint practices. Usually the University of Alberta will come here to Saskatoon or vice versa, and they'll have practice against each other. And it's it's amazing to see, Joel, from a guy that has covered several training camps for the Riders and the Huskies, that 
the way the intensity level goes up. Now, again, these are very controlled. It's not a matter of, like, guys are not killing each other. No. But the compete level, just, it spikes. Yeah, even you're if you're doing... still just doing one-on-ones and, you know, different drills that you would normally do during a practice, but you're doing it against someone from another team instead of your own teammates. So now yeah. you do want to show this guy up, right? <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And to me, it's a great way to evaluate talent, seeing it firsthand. I by no means try to claim that I know what the hell I'm doing in terms of, you know, Anything. evaluating football talent. Yeah. I will never say that. But <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Let me paraphrase by saying that. But watching the Huskies and Golden Bears go at it during those training camp, you know, controlled practices, mm-hmm. you can start to see the from the naked eye, the cream rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Right, you you get to see those guys. You're going, okay. It looks like this guy is going to be something when you see him playing against somebody else. That's just not something you see the same way playing against your own guys. So I think it's another brilliant move here by the Riders to say, and, and of course by the Bombers to you know accept it. Yeah, absolutely to say, yeah, this is a great idea. And like, I'm assuming a lot of these guys have been part of something like this before. And I know that maybe there's some fans out there that'll go, oh, somebody's gonna get injured. A fight's gonna break out. The NFL's been doing this for years. U Sports have been doing this for years. There's just as much of a chance of you getting injured going up against somebody from your own team than somebody from another team, right? So I love the move. I kind of, like, to me, if I'm covering training camp, which I never want to do again, <laughs> I hate it. It is, it, is, it is a grind. It is long. Oh, no my question, God. And I can't even imagine how much longer it is for the players, so... Right, and and everybody gets that vibe by the end. You're like, by like the second weekend, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do a story on how the kickers all know the same guy that works at a Burger King down the street. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's that's what we're doing during training camp. So, if there was one day I was to go to camp, it would be that the the controlled practice that'd be worth watching. Not like all the fans that show up to watch walkthroughs in Saskatoon that I always feel bad for. You know what's really the most remarkable thing about the last few weeks, John? What's that, Gas? Is that somehow everything was so overwhelmingly positive and worked out in the right way, despite the Fraser curse. Holy shit. Is it broken? I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but this one time... You're like, I don't know, you didn't really, I mean, we talked about it, so it was probably enough where you thought maybe, I thought maybe the Fraser curse would kick in and something would have happened at the start of the CFL season, but no, here we There's are. There's still time, hey, listen, Saskatchewan reversed uh, death to a recovery today. That could be the coming signs of the zombie apocalypse. There's still time for the Fraser curse to take effect here. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.